Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. As I mentioned before the bottom of the hour news, again, a reminder, we're going to talk a bit about Santa Claus here. Two different stories I want to share with you about Santa. And again, I mean, uh, it's the kind of thing maybe you just want to kind of remove your kids from. So they're not going to hear these conversations. And that's sort of, I, I think, Part of the reason I say that, it speaks directly to uh, issue number one, or story number one. So, again, a reminder, here we go. We're going to talk about Santa Claus here, folks. And uh, if you don't want your kids to hear this conversation, you know, get them away from the radio, turn down the radio uh, if you need to. Okay. Now, you know, certainly for me, and I think for most people, there, there's something magical about Santa Claus and something magical about Christmas morning and waking up and uh, seeing the cookie crumbs and seeing the presents and, and, oh, my God, Santa was here. You know, it's amazing. And so once kids come to learn about Santa, I don't think kids are resentful or anything like that, but you, you have those memories with you for your life, your whole life. And, you know, those kids grow up, become parents, have kids, do the same thing. It's an ongoing tradition. Now, obviously, look, I'm, I'm coming at this as a, a non-religious person who loves Christmas, but in, you know, my own kind of secular way. But my sense is, I don't, I don't sense, certainly the Christians I know, that there's any conflict there. That for them, Christmas is a religious holiday. It's about the birth of, of baby Jesus. But Santa's part of it, too. And that, that there's not a conflict. Now, maybe for some religious families, maybe there is. Maybe there are some religious families who... You know, don't share the Santa story with their kids. Santa's not a part of Christmas. And that's fine. I think the issue is, you know, it's up to you. It's your choice. But I do think, and I just want to preface all of this by saying, I don't think that for most Christians, Santa is an issue. Clearly to this guy, though, it is. David Grisham, who's a preacher, actually originally from Anchorage, Alaska, but here he is at a mall in Amarillo, Texas, videotaping himself doing this, going up to the kids and the families waiting in line to see Santa at the mall and telling them that there's no such thing as Santa. I'll play some of this for you, what it sounds like. But where does this guy get off? Look, if you're a devout Christian and to you Christmas is about Jesus and only Jesus, you're certainly entitled to that view. And frankly, you could argue here, he's exercising his free speech, but he's being a complete and total jerk. Really has no business interfering in the decisions made by other parents. And it's especially insulting to suggest that they're bad Christians because they brought their kids to see Santa. So can you imagine that? Your kid's so excited, you're at the mall, you're in line to see Santa, you're going to get a picture with Santa, you're going to tell Santa what you want for Christmas? And, you know, who knows? Maybe you, you, you've just come from church that morning. What does this guy know? And this guy's going to run up and he's going to yell. Well, here's what it sounds like. So here's this preacher at a, a mall in Amarillo, Texas. 
Folks, my name is Pastor David. Kids, I wanted to tell you today that there is no such thing as Santa Claus. Santa Claus does not exist. The Christmas season is about Jesus. Jesus was born 2016 years ago. He was born in a manger in a small town called Bethlehem. And that's the truth about Christmas. The man you're gonna see today is just a man in a suit dressed up like Santa, but Santa does not exist. Santa's not real. And parents, y'all need to stop lying to your children and telling them that Santa Claus is real when in fact he's not. When you substitute the lie of Santa Claus in the heart of your child for the truth of Jesus Christ, you are bearing false witness against God. Don't lie to your children and tell them there's such a thing as Santa when you know in reality that there are no flying reindeer, there is no workshop at the North Pole, there is no elves making toys, that you buy all the gifts and put them under the tree, that's all the truth. And there is no real Santa Claus. There is no Santa. Okay, so now if, how does he know? How Can he prove that there's no flying reindeer, by the way? No, he can't. But you hear the people getting upset at the end. Like, that's, that's not your place to have that conversation. That's not. If you want to even say that in your church, that's one thing. Your congregation's on board with that. That's one thing. I, I would note, for the record... Not that I think any atheist should go around doing this, because I think that would also be a really jerk thing to do. But how would this guy feel if some atheist showed up at his church telling all the kids going down to Sunday school, hey, guess what, kids? There is no God. There's no God. You don't need to learn all this stuff. It's BS. There is no God. How would he feel about that, I wonder? So again, I don't think atheists should be doing that. I don't think this guy should be doing this either. Look, I don't know the religious outlook of the people who are in line with their kids to see Santa. But it's certainly reasonable that they're Christian because I don't think for most Christians that's an issue. They can reconcile the two. And maybe it's, it's a way of getting young kids excited about Christmas. And then you can also tell them this, this other story too. This guy has no business doing that. And I would be really, really, really upset if I were one of those parents in line. That who are you to do that? Who are you to do that? You know, and it's unfortunate because I think really, if, if, if anything, you just, you're hurting your own cause. You're making religious people look like kooks. I don't think you're winning over anybody. You're just making people mad. So that's unfortunate. I don't think there's any place for that. And I suspect most people, I would go on a, out on a limb and say all people in line to see Santa with their kids would not appreciate that. I don't think there's a single person, but he's, this guy's doing it too. In line with his kids or her kids. Oh, you know, you're right. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for straightening me up. Really appreciate that. There you go. See, little Johnny. Yeah, we don't need to be here. No. Okay. So there's our idiot. There's our Grinch. There's a person who's not a nice person. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you the story of an amazing person. A remarkable person. So the other side of that, much better representation of humanity. 403-974-8255. We're back after this. Okay, welcome back. 403-974-TALK, 974-8255. So we're talking about Santa, talking about what Santa means to kids. 
Uh, one jerk who clearly doesn't care, doesn't recognize, uh, and another one here who does. Okay. Uh, I'll also warn you in advance. This is emotional. And so I've got the benefit of having listened to this already here today, having to walk away from my desk. Uh, but it's a story about a five-year-old boy whose final wish, terminally ill, was to see Santa. And a 60-year-old man who'd been playing Santa for years who got to provide that to him. Uh, Eric Schmidt Motson is his name. He's a mechanical engineer uh, in Jacksboro, Tennessee. And when he's not working, he's portraying Santa, and he's done so for years. So this boy wanted to see Santa one last time. Uh, and he did. Eric did. Eric was there. He's dressed up as Santa, provided the boy his last wish. And the boy died in Santa's arms. But got his final wish. Okay. So, if you're ready, this is Eric Schmidt Matson, a remarkable man, uh, describing what this was like. So I walk in there, and the mother had given me a, a gift to give to him, something he was always wanting, Paw Patrols, you know. So I walk in, and he is uh, just kind of looking like he's about ready to fall asleep, he's just so tired and drained, you know. And I turned around and look, and there was nobody else in the room with me. They all stayed in the hallway, you know. <laughs> Now, and as you know, in ICUs, you don't have much doors, you don't, you don't have walls, you have glass. Everybody can see what's going on, you know? So I could still see him out there, and that was bothering me. So I kind of went up to the table, or on the, on the, the uh, bed with him, and sat down with my back towards the windows, you know? And all you can do is, you have to start up that jolly voice, you know, that kind of stuff, you know? Since, you know what's this I hear you're going to be missing Christmas this year? Yeah, they tell me I'm dying. Really? Well, you're not going to miss Christmas. Yell's already had your present already made. We knew you wanted this for a long period, for a long time. And he's like, really? Yeah, sure. And brought, I got it right here for you. Brought it up to him, and he just, he could barely unwrap it, you know? So I helped him. And he saw the Paw Patrols, and I put a grin on his face, you know, and he kind of laid back in the pillow. And he just kind of, Looked at me and says, no. He says, they tell me I'm dying. I says, and he just kind of looked like he had that look on his face, like he wasn't really grasping it, you know? And I'm like, can you do me a favor? And he goes, sure. So he was just like, that, you know, sure, you know, that, that kind of thing. He says, you get up those privy gates, you just tell them you're Santa's number one elf. He's like, I am? Sure are. But they'll let you in. For, I'm sure they'll let you right in. Because they will. I says, I know it. It is. He just came up and he gave me a big hug. I had a hold of me. He just kind of looked up at me and he says, Santa, can you help me? And that's when he passed. I just felt him go limp. I didn't know if he passed out or me. And I looked at him, and he was all sucked in. And uh, 
I kind of looked back to the window, and that's when the mother started yelling and screaming, no, no, not yet. So they came running in. I handed their son. I took off running. Okay. Well, that was a little easier to hear the second time, but um, incredibly, incredibly moving. So think about what this guy did. This guy did to grant the final wish of a little boy. All right. Well, <laughs> let's take a break. Let's all catch our breath here a little bit. Uh, because I think there are some, some issues to discuss, maybe related more so to, to our first guy. But who's making people's lives better? Who's making a difference? I think it's pretty obvious here. All right. 403-974-TALK. We're back after this. All right, welcome back. Took a few minutes here to uh, compose ourselves. But yeah, that was, that was amazing what he did. And a lot of texts coming in. People feel the same way. So appreciate that. Okay. Well, we, we could do have this conversation here, though, about, you know, telling kids about Santa, whether you should or when you tell them otherwise, and, you know, realizing what it means to them, right? Obviously, it meant the world to this young boy. So it, it does matter. Would the response have been to go into this, this poor boy and telling him, no, 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 kid, Santa's not real, or to give him that experience that he got? To me, it's obvious. Okay, let's go back to the phones, though. This is Mark, uh, who's called in. Mark, go ahead. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, I just wanted to touch base on a couple things. First of all, um, I was born and raised a Christian, and, and I believe in God. Um, I also believe in Santa Claus. Now, let me explain why. Okay. Because I think a world without magic, what kind of a world are we leaving our kids to live in if there isn't? I mean, it's miracles are a part of life. And the magic of the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus teaches our kids to dream and to be more than they can be. I think that people have their their right to freedom of speech, to be able to, you know, say what they believe in. Um, But I think that sometimes, I mean, our society crosses so many lines with, you know, what needs to be believed and what doesn't need to be believed in. And really, when it comes down to it, it's, it's this simple. Prove to me without a doubt that there is a God. Right? I mean, who's to say that there isn't a Santa Claus? Who's to say that there's not an Easter Bunny? Who's to say that there's not really a Tooth Fairy? Prove to me. (laughs) So until you can prove to me beyond any reasonable doubt that none of this exists, maybe these people need to keep their opinions to themselves. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it, Mark. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, Again, yeah, look, there's free speech. And if you're of the opinion that, you know, Santa is harmful to to Christianity, Santa is harmful to Christmas, you know, in a free society, in a free country where you have freedom of religion and freedom of speech, you're free to say that. But it still makes you a jerk if you're saying that to kids, kids who are there to see Santa, families for whom that's important. Why do that? There are better ways to do that. Uh, Let's go back to the phones, though. Terry has called in. Hi, Terry. Hey there. Hey, Rob, I remembered what you did on Friday, like when you first 
brought him up, you I, first of all, I find his comments repugnant and, and, and defeatist. Okay. But uh, last year on Good Friday, you did the exact same thing. You brought a uh, wacky guy in to try to refute eyewitness testimony of Christian values on one of the holiest days of the Christian year. Why do that? Um, well, typically we don't work Good Fridays, so I don't think it would have been on Good Friday. But it might have been around... No, it was it was it was it was a day before Good Friday, but you did it in 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 preparation for Easter. You you expressly did that because it was Easter. It was probably the Thursday before. It could have even been the previous year, but essentially the date, really picking one of the the times, the holy times of the Christian year to do it. And you know you did it either the day before. Well, it might, yeah, was, I, I think I remember Easter. what we're talking about. I, 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 it's the same thing as this guy did. There's no difference. I used, you said maybe he should keep his comments just to within his church. He used a public forum. He used a public forum to do the same thing. Okay, well, well I, look, I don't see it that way. As I said earlier, I don't think I, it would be... You, could only, you can say that all you want, but that's what you did. Okay, well, I think it would be pretty insulting to go down to a church and tell the kids going down to Sunday school that there is no God. Uh, I, I seem to recall, I think the conversation we're talking about was, um, oh, it's his name now, from the Freedom From Religion Foundation, yeah, a former preacher. Uh, who had, I can't remember his name. Yeah, but, but he had written, he had said, look, there are inconsistencies in the narrative around what we're told is a historical event. And I think he was challenging Christians to see if they could uh, line that, that story up. Yeah, Does that sound about right? right. Okay. That sounds about right. Okay. Yep. So you you felt it was insulting to do that, period? Insulting to do no, it you when I right did it? No, you have every right to do that and have people defend themselves. I think this guy's every right to do it. I think boats are a bit repugnant, though, because of the choosing of, of the time of year for this guy, because it's with kids there and everything like that. You did the same thing just before Easter when it's a special time for Christians where you could attack them. I think it's very, very similar. It just struck me, it seemed a little hypocritical. All right, Terry, I, well, right. okay, I, I appreciate the phone call. I, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, look, I, I don't think that, that anyone's views are above scrutiny. I, I think we can have conversations about what we're told actually happened in the past and what we're told is a historical fact. But, okay, no, I mean, Terry is a Christian, took exception to that conversation around that time of year. I'm trying to remember when that was. I think it was a couple of years ago. But I, I think we're talking about the same thing. Uh, well, anyway, that's uh, pretty much where we got to leave it. Uh, on that note, Angela Cocott is standing by Calgary today, follows the 3 o'clock news. My name is Rob Breckenridge. Back with you tomorrow at 1230. Talk to you then. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.